Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Run.Down. It's me, Tyrese, joined by Luca at Tape underscore underscore on Twitter. Um, Knicks win. Another really good game, 125-109. Great performance from Jalen Brunson. Um, 32 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds. Uh, really good team effort all around. Just a lot of positive, um, a lot of positives to go around. Uh, there was a Julius Randle injury in the fourth quarter where he wasn't able to come back to the game to take free throws. It looks like to be a shoulder or a pec injury. Waiting for more information there, but um, more positives than negatives to take away from this game. Luca, how are you feeling about it? I'm feeling good, man. Huge dub. It sucks that the Julius injury soured it a little bit, but he had a huge three to go into the fourth quarter, put us up three. And I thought he played with super good energy the whole game. Um, OG was once again phenomenal. Uh, the middies are super interesting. Like, I don't think he's missed one in the last two games. He hit a couple against the Nuggets. He had a couple more tonight. Um, Grimes had a really good start to the fourth quarter. I think he hit, he hit two threes in a layup in like the first four minutes to help extend that lead. Um, it's just a feel-good win against a team who I don't know a lot of Knicks fans like. So. Yeah. Um, before we get more into the show, uh, Ad Reed. <laughs> it's playoff time on the road to Vegas. Um, goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. Bet online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. All right. Uh, now that we got that out the way. Um, yeah, I mean, it has to start with Jalen Brunson, heart and soul of this team, 12 of 22 from the field, four of eight from three, four or five from the free throw line, just incredible efficiency, incredible game from him. They had no answer for him. Um, it looked fairly effortless too. Like a lot of the shots that he missed, it didn't feel like they were really contested or tough for him. They kind of just felt like he maybe overshot it or undershot it. It was just incredible to watch him carve them up. And given the playoff performance he had against them last year, the regular seasons he's had against them this year, like the guy just looks to be operating at such a level right now that it's like, it's hard to see this team really having an answer for him. Like all-star starter capable. Um, He won't get first team, but I think he should be vying for first team all NBA right now. Honestly, like, yeah, I, he might be in that conversation, dude. He doesn't get the he doesn't have the name value though. Still, That's I'm so, like I'm sorry you can't you cannot put Tatum over him right now. Who per Begley, just now Julius's shoulder is being currently evaluated by New York Knicks medical staff. Asked how concerned he was. Tom Thibodeau said very. Oh God, uh, I mean, I'm hoping for the best, man. I'm hoping Tibbs is just kind of posturing. Um. He did say, but you're concerned anytime someone gets hurt, you hope for the best if he's out next guy get in there and get it done. So Yeah. Okay, so it might just be a situation where like he's kind of just being tips. Uh hopefully it's not too big of an injury. Hopefully maybe it's a couple weeks. Just gotta wait for more news. Um but yeah, going back to Brunson, um just straight up like I I I think right now he's been playing at the level of a top five player in the NBA. I 
it's hard to find many guys who have been doing more than he has and who have been putting on the performances that he has because he's just been doing it so effectively, so efficiently. And as a lead ball handler in the NBA, which is one which is the harder job to do. Yeah. So I think he, I mean, think he'll make second team guaranteed. I think he has a chance to make first team depending on how the rest of the season shakes out. But this guy has just been incredible. No turnovers against that defense is in, insane. I just I think we only had like six as a team, right? Seven. And half that's, of them were truly more than half of them were truly good. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah. But that's that's really that's a really good sign in is in of itself. Cause I think we had we probably had like twenty six assists, something like that. Twenty five. I'm gonna check now. Yeah. So 25 assists to seven turnovers against a team with good defense or at least a good defensive reputation in Miami. That's a big deal. And we did it super efficiently too. 52% from the field, 52% from three, 69% from the line, but Grimes missed four on his own. So yeah. And OG missed two. So yeah, that kind of, that really, that's most of the missing right there. But yeah, man, just very clean basketball from the team. Um, I guess we can also talk about OG as well. 19 points, 8 of 14 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3. Four assists, which is really good to see him do stuff as a passer. Um, His ability to just kind of recognize defenses and carve them up, not with like dribble moves or the ability to like, you know, break down a defense, but his just ability to process this game and the ability to just make quick decisions was so impactful yeah. for spurring that fourth quarter. Um and pushing the lead on the second quarter when he was with the bench unit. His mid-range game is very interesting to note. Um, Because that's a new element that he's added to his game this season. Because beforehand, he wasn't really that potent. But this year, he's been shooting it at 47% for the Raptors, 50% for the Knicks. And he's getting a couple opportunities for a game to just get to that spot 15, 12 feet away. And he's been draining them. And it's been cash. So... It'll be very interesting to see how much he's able to grow. But if the plan for him is just, hey, you're a spacer on offense, but you have a dribble or two to just get to that spot and you're hitting that shot at a very high level, that changes his ceiling so dramatically that I don't think that people are really like understanding that his ability to have a mid-range shot, like that's a 20-point per game barometer. Mm. Legitimately. Like his, if you gave his baseline is already like twelve points. He hits like three, four threes a game anyway. Yep. So like, and his efficiency is nuts. So if you're just giving him a situation where it's like you can have your spot up threes, you can have your transition opportunities from your steals, and you're a really, really good finisher. And now you have the ability to just like come off the curl and just like one two pull up. That is really, really scary. Um. And again, like 19 points tonight, 26 points the last game. You see him taking more of an offensive role and you see him doing more things, um, getting to the basket, drawing free throws, being able to put more points on the board. And I think a lot of people said that it took it would take time for him to kind of get into the offense, but now that he's feeling himself and now that he feels comfortable, like sky's the limit for him. We already know what he does defensively, but offensively, Sky just kind of feels like he's putting it all together right now, which is really good to see. Yeah, I mean, I think it also raises the ceiling of the team a ton, right? Because he is getting these minutes with the bench, and 
previously, Tibbs has asked Grimes, or well, he hasn't asked him to, but um, Grimes being able to create off the dribble for himself and for teammates um, has been a thing that could raise the ceiling. But if OG is doing that for him and he can just be focused on spacing and knocking down his threes and attacking closeouts and all that, his workload on offense gets a bit lighter. And so does Hart, right? Because we don't, nobody really likes when Hart does <laughs> a bunch of um, self creation because it doesn't look pretty. But he was incredible tonight. He had I... 14 points. Nine rebounds, five assists, and it was a plus thirty in thirty-two minutes. Yep, like it does. It really doesn't get much better than that. That is one of, like, that's a Josh Hart stat line, and it's nice that we're seeing him more recently, especially given how, um, how slowly he started the year. But, I mean, like we've been saying, man, the addition of OG just opens up so much more for the offense and just the teams. It just raises the team ceiling tremendously. If Josh Hart can fucking play like this. Not even like all the time. Just give me like seventy five percent of this kind of performance. Where not even the points, but just the impact. Where he's just yeah. getting after it defensively, and he's just making life difficult. Like this is the Josh Hart that we traded for last year, and that kind of spurred that nine game mm-hmm. winning streak to start the season. Um, to start his tenure, and then like led the Knicks to be one of the best teams following his acquisition. And he can do it. Granted, with the knee situation, it might not be an every game thing, but like. If he's able to get up like this against the teams that we really need him to get up against like this, then this guy is just incredible. Um, he justifies the contract. I think people have said that it's an overpay. I don't understand that logic because, like, to be fair, the cap is rising. I think people don't understand what $20 million is nowadays, but, like, that guy is worth that money when he plays like this. Um, and his impact is just... It's larger than EPM. It's larger than numbers. Like the ability to just give energy to your team cannot be quantified. But like the plays that he makes, the hustle that he plays with is just infectious and it makes teams and guys better. And once again, like he's just showing it. He's showing you again how valuable he can be to this franchise and why he's going to be here for a pretty long time, I would say. So great game from him he's able to hit his threes he had that one nasty three in the fourth quarter he's always gonna hit some bullshit at the end of the shot clock yep <laughs> yep i just man i cannot believe i it was so saucy too and it looked like yeah it was saucy in the way josh Hart can be saucy where it's like you're kind of like what the fuck are you doing and then it just goes in and you're like and oh. it goes in you're like you know what fine <laughs> fine. fine you want to take that shot go ahead so great from josh hart I also want to give Miles McBride a bit of a shout out as well. Um, it won't look pretty in the like the box score doesn't look the best, like nine points, three or four from the field. But he honestly gave us some really good moments. I think the fourth, uh, the third quarter stint kind of did him in and made his numbers yeah. look worse than they actually should be. But like he is playing so well. Um, if he can just get a floater, I think him with a floater is like better than Peyton Pritchard. And they just signed him for four million a year for the next three years. So like he's a floater away. I think he's a floater away from at least being like a really, really solid rotation piece and a guy who's able to like get to his spots, like because he has a mid-range game. He has the ability to like finish um through traffic. You saw it again tonight where like he was able to get that really high shot to go in over I don't know if it might have been Hawkes or I think it was Duncan. Yeah, it's one of the Miami white guys. They they all kind of get lost in the shuffle. But 
he's been playing really well. I think his defense has been really solid. I think he just needs to get a little bit more confident, but you see him gaining confidence as he gets more time and as he gets more reps, and he's just been super efficient with his touches, and that's all you want to see from him. Mm. He's a floater away, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I would still love to see... Like, I almost... It would have been so nice if we stole it quick, because yep. I really do... I'm not, like, low on Deuce as a point guard, but I do think he pans out to be more of a two in the NBA if he's going to be getting rotation minutes, um, just because of his slight lack of handle and burst, um, and obviously the lack of the mid-range game. But like you were saying, he's been super impressive, right? And it almost, like, I don't really care for these talks myself because I don't want to trade anybody right now, but it almost begs the question, like, it might just be a Deuce versus Grimes thing for the last guy or for the ninth man, I guess you could say. Um, because hopefully we're going to bring in a secondary ball handler to help the bench because it does get, it still does get a bit sluggish at times, even with OG operating super well in the mid range and Grimes and Deuce playing better since the trade. Um, but yeah, I just hope neither of their minutes get cut. I don't know if Tibbs would extend. And rotation um but whoever we bring in i just hope it's a it's a tough or it's a long shot but i just hope neither guys minutes get cut because they're both super important for this team um and it's just showing more and more as the games continue yep i i don't know if grimes is going to be here for the long haul but like at least for this season just talking about this season I still think he should get rotation minutes. I mean, you yeah. saw it again tonight. Um, eight free throws because he was just able to like create opportunities that honestly, aside from like OG, nobody else can really create. He just wreaks havoc defensively. He's just able to mm-hmm. break up so many lanes. Like he had one steal, but so many deflections and such really good, really good defense on Josh. Oh, sorry, not Josh. Jimmy Butler. Just. And his just ability to shoot, and he's taking steps as a creator, man. It's just really good to see. If he goes six or eight from the line instead of four for eight, like it's a significantly better game. Um, but yeah, he's just efficient in all of his touches, and I think he's starting to get back his rhythm, which is really nice to see. Yeah, because there was one point where like he took like no free throws or like one free throw for like a good stretch of the season, and it made no sense. But now it's like he's playing with that aggression and his ability, and he's just. He's doing what he needs to do, man, and it's just really good to see him because last year was really good, and he just kind of sucked shit to start the year, but now I feel like he's getting it back into a groove. Yeah, and also um, his rebounding has been kind of impressive since yes. the OG trade. Like He's just battling for contested rebounds, and he's not necessarily grabbing all of them, but he's knocking the ball around, and it's finding Knicks, so he's doing something right. Um, and like you said defensively, just I don't actually know his wingspan, but he and OG on the court together and Hart usually playing with them, it absolutely massacres any offense that anybody tries to run. Dribble handoffs, off-ball action, pick and rolls. Everything just gets blown up just because these guys are in everybody's chest and just blowing up actions the entire time. It's super fun to watch. Um, we didn't create a lot of turnovers today, but you could tell how uncomfortable the Heat were getting into their sets, especially later in the game, once we started to really lock in defensively. 
and that's some of the um the stuff that doesn't show on the box score uh just the ability to wreak havoc and not allow offenses especially not necessarily great offenses like miami to get into their sets yep like just imagine having to play against Josh Hart, Quentin Grimes, and OG and Anobi with Deuce McBride. And to be fair, Preston Chua, as clowny he as he is. He played super well today, I thought. He's been playing really good defense, and he's been really great on the boards. And that's all you need to do in a Tom Thibodeau offense. So, yeah. like, that defense, I think there was a stat um yesterday that said that the defense was, like, 83.7 defensive rating. I can check right now. Like, that lineup is insane <laughs> like that's just so much length and switchability and the ability to generate turnovers and i think it's an interesting zag when you take a lot of bench units it's like okay let's try to run up the score and let's try to like get offense and the knicks are like no we're just going to make sure that you don't score yeah and it's like have- yeah. go ahead, okay. go ahead. No, you're good you're good. go ahead and that's the thing with um that lineup too, right? Because we've been, like we said, we've been seeing more OG self-creation and he can just start trying random shit now because that defense or that uh, lineup defensively is just super, super elite. Um, And I'm sure the minutes haven't updated today or for today's game, but as of, it's just not going to show me. As of the previous game, um, that lineup in 36 minutes has a plus 23 net rating, 110 flat offensive rating, and 87 defensive rating. <laughs> like, that's a fucking joke. That's Alcatraz, dude. Are you kidding? That is a joke. Like, yeah, we won't score, but you won't score either. Like, that is legitimately 1960s plumber basketball. Like, <laughs> it's just nothing but turnovers and grit rock. Like, you if you're something... scoring against that lineup, like, feel lucky. Yeah. You want to hear something crazier? The Josh and OG duo um, with the other three off the court, 47 minutes, 58.1. Rating. <laughs> and a defensive rating of 71.5. Okay. You're not scoring on this team. You're not. Okay, like, so maybe, if you don't maybe have a top Thibodeau. five offense, yeah. if you don't have a top five offense in the NBA, good luck. Like, yeah. You're either not going to score points or we're just going to outscore you. Yeah. And honestly, if they're able to get one more offensive piece, then like they can outscore you too. Yeah. Like, like probably... that, that's the scary thing. Like you get a Brogdon on this team. <sighs> they, they... I think we're already contenders with just the way we've been playing since the trade. Imagine, imagine we have a piece where either Deuce or Grimes becomes like the situational guy. Yep. With how well they're playing. Yeah, just imagine like, oh, hey, we have to go to our bench. Let's add which 40% three-point shooter do you want to play against? <laughs> Who's a really good defender? Like, yep. you want the big one or do you want the small one? <laughs> and even Deuce plays like he's 6'5". Yeah, like... He's so damn annoying. Yeah, functionally, he's like bigger than he plays. And he's going to hit his threes, man. Like, Deuce being a good shooter changes his ceiling dramatically. Like, you look at someone like Javon Carter. Javon Carter has struggled to stick in the league for more than, like, 20 minutes a game because realistically, like, his shooting is just so up and down. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, like, dudes can legitimately be a corner threat, like, it changes how his career is going to go. Like, that guy's going to stick in the league for 10 years just because now teams, you cannot leave him open. So, yeah. 
I mean, he's 47% from three on the year. I'd have to assume a majority of that is since he started getting minutes. Um, and actually, I want to see how many attempts it's been. I feel like he's been taking a lot. Yeah, like he takes a lot. Um, I would love to see his per uh, per 100 possessions, but... I can check real quick. But yeah, he's just been on fucking fire, man. And that guy is... The fact that he got signed to that contract is such a boon because Leon masterclass. he is legitimately an asset. <laughs> you want to hear some funny shit? Per 100 possessions, he's shooting 46% from three on 11 attempts a game. <laughs> it's like he's just random, not even random, but like, yeah, the, the players who just spawn in and just become instant rotational pieces for a championship contender is just the most Leon Rose era thing in the world. Yep. And, and it really, um, honestly, it just speaks volumes to how good of a tenure he's had, right? Because we can say the mismanagement of assets. Like, I don't think so, but some people shit on him for like trading OB for two seconds or trading RJ and IQ. But nothing except the 2020 offseason has shown any reason to not have full trust in him. Yep, and he was able to pivot off of that offseason quickly, and it led to Jalen Bunsen. So, yeah, he has shown the ability that like he's gonna make stuff work. So I have no no qualms about him. Yeah. Uh and yet just uh report from Popper. It says Thibodeau said Randall was with medical staff, just dapped him up, and waiting on word of shoulder injury. So, so Julius is dapping people. <laughs> Julius is dapping up people. Uh, I think I think we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, I mean, it's also Julius we're talking about. Like, he tried to shake off eighteen ankle injuries last year. I think, like, if it's not a serious, serious dislocated shoulder, he'll probably be fine. Yeah, I mean, he'll probably be like, well, couple fine. games. Yeah. Couple games, I think they'll probably be careful with him just to make sure. And I think the Knicks have enough to like get out of the stretch being like 500 at least. So I'm not when too the, worried about it. When's the all star break again? Uh, February is my 14th. Is the last game 12th or 14th? One of those games, yeah. So we have until then, I don't think our schedule is too crazy, yeah. Like, there's no really difficult team that we need to play. No, it's the best team we play is. Probably the Magic. The Mavericks, I'd say. Yeah, Magic or Mavericks. I mean, Pacers, but like... No, I I don't. I need to beat the out of the Pacers. I need us to just... I I don't care if Julius plays another game. If he can play the Pacers games and just sit for the rest of them, (laughs) I'm okay with that. Yeah, like, take your... How many games do we have? One, two, three, four, five... We have nine games until All-Star break. Just play two out of nine and have those two be against the Pacers, and we'll probably go, like, six and three. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, God. Here, bro. Gordon Hayward, man. Well, hey, that agenda he, sucks. No, no, I, I support Con in this one. I will love Gordon. Gordon Hayward could play for my team. I can't I, do it, man. I buy his shoes, and I can support him on my basketball team. <laughs> Don't sleep on Gordon Hayward answers. I'm actually not kidding. It's I mean, not a it, paid, no, it's funny. Not pay, pay dad. Pay dad. 
say that. I've actually heard they're decent shoes too. They're good shoes. They're good shoes. That's right. I support you, Con. You're good. <laughs> He's got to get his shit off somewhere. Ah, oh, that's funny. Yep. JK, Brunson clears Butler. The dude is so fake and infuriates me. Takes the Euro so he can get up for this game at MSG and his team still gets blown up the fuck out by 20. Enjoy your retirement tour. Agreed. Like, you could tell he was actually trying his ass off tonight. And it just shows that, like, he's being such a fucking loser. Like, you could absolutely fucking try against the other teams in the world. Why is it just us? <laughs> if only Julius passed out to Jalen. I know. I know. It, ma- it makes me sad. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> It's um, just a shame Brunson isn't tall enough to ride the spinning cuff, so he's not a real good player. <laughs> only short backup players who succeeded in NBA's history. Uh, if only. I know. So unfortunate, man. Tyrese roots for every white guy in the NBA. That's the San Antonio in him. You're right. I root for every white guy that's not on the San Antonio Spurs because the team stinks and I won't watch them this year. No Chetty Osmond support? Fuck Chetty Osmond. Are you kidding me? He had like one good layup yesterday. <laughs> Did you watch the game? Yeah, I watched the game. That's gross. <laughs> there was so much good NBA on yesterday, and you watched it. Was the last game on? That's so like, I watched the game, but um, biting Gordon Hayward articles of clothing shows how far we've fallen from the prime NBA. Bro, get you a pair of Gordon Hayward answers, and you'll <laughs> thank me. Like they're actually really good shoes. <laughs> There's no, I don't trust it, dude. Gordon Hayward, <laughs> really? Okay, subtract the name from it. Just like, just, just trust me on this one, okay? Like, try them out somewhere. I don't know if they well, they don't really sell like in retail stores, but like, they're fire. Trust me. <laughs> Imagine being a beerish fan. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I feel, oh, I feel so bad. I don't feel bad for Candace Parker. Actually, what she said was. Just wrong. I, yeah, it's like she was wrong, and then she just wanted to double down on it. I look. I I think the entire argument is just dumb. But like, clearly, the guy had a better a better second round performance than first round performance. Like, he averaged thirty one points and fifty percent from the field. Like, while being the only guy to show up for the entire series. Yep. Like he did. I don't even think he had like a bad maybe game. Three? I think he was great in game three. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, the guy was like easily, he was arguably playing Hilo centric ball. Like it was him against the Miami Heat, and they were boxing one game at one point. Like, what are you doing? It's that. It's just a sad hill to die on generally. Like, you don't, I hate that every praise of Jalen has to come with Asterisk. a negative as well. It's so, like, the only guy who doesn't do it is Perk. Shout out, Perk. Shout out Perk and shout out Charles Barkley. Yeah, and Chuck. Um, but like, like, can we just? It, he's a consensus top ten offensive player in the NBA. I don't think that's crazy to say. Yeah, like his also, impact, his efficiency. He's scored thirty in six straight games now. Seven straight games, probably six out of seven. Okay, like, and he probably hasn't done it in under fifty percent from the field. Yeah, or he probably has. He probably doesn't have a game under 
when he scores 30. Like, ridiculous efficiency at his size. And it's not like we're losing games either. Like, he's contributing to one of the hottest teams in basketball and putting up the numbers and doing it efficiently. At some point, people are going to have to start recognizing him as an elite player in the NBA. Yep. And until then, until then he's just going to keep winning. Also, yeah. I have to talk about this because I'm shocked that this is a thing um, this far into his career. Bam Adebayo sucks at offense. No, he's just not good. He's not good at offense, and it makes no sense because you would think a guy who can shoot jumpers the way he shoots jumpers, which is like solidly enough for his position, um, to be a 20-point per game score in the NBA, and the guy who gets to the line as much as he does, why the fuck can he not shoot threes in year seven? <laughs> well, he, he plays like he's 5'8". It's so... It's insane to me that like he's not even taking corner threes. Like, for all the fucking heat culture you want to talk about, like, someone like Julius Randle, who came to the league, like, raw as hell, has, like, able to, like, reshape his game and has been able to, like, go from bully ball big to, like, point forward wing who can, like, perimeter shoot and do it adequately. How the hell does he not shoot corner threes, at least? Like, you literally cannot operate further than like closer further than 20 feet out it's insane julius lapped bam um in offensive ability in like three years yes (laughs) yes like and look where julius was in 2019 20 and look where bam was yeah and the fact that bam is still basically there and julius has become baby Kawhi, baby luca and now like a hybrid of (laughs) His New Orleans tenure and the 2020 season. Yeah, like for whatever reason, Bam and Abayo just does not take threes. And it literally makes me upset because this guy could be so much better, but he just does not want to do that. And how the hell has nobody told him, like, yeah, you probably should be taking threes because Jimmy isn't going to take him either? I'm not going to complain. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not complaining, <laughs> but it's also just like, dude, that team is not going to, like, they've made the finals twice, but the whole thing has been like, they don't have enough offense. And the reason why yeah. they don't have enough offense is because Bam does not want to take threes. He plays offense like such a loser, man. Like he does his little post-up bullshit and then he'll occasionally get like the drop-off shovel dunk. And he's like, ah, fucking crazy. And then you look at the box score and then he has 12 points on 10 shots. Yep. Like it's no me. free no free throws as the number two, basically the number one because Jimmy's been so bad in a, tw- in a basically 20-point long. Lost or thirty point loss to your rivals is disgusting. Yep, to me, Bam's game has regressed. I don't think he took a single mid range jumper today. Isn't as strong as he was, and hasn't improved the game to be any degree. Rebounded two foot jump shot from Chris Bernhardt. Yeah, like I think he has regressed, which is why people are like, he's an all star lock. I'm like, what the hell are you watching? <laughs> like, what are you watching? This guy cannot score. Like he he disappears so often. And then he'll have like 30 points against like whatever whack team they want to play that week. But his mid-range jumper is like gone. And most of his shots are just coming off of putbacks. Yeah. He hasn't scored 25 points in almost a month. It's again, how the fuck are people? How are people saying that he's an all-star lock? I think people are fooled by the rebound. They're the rebounding that he does. And he's like, he's a pretty good passer. But 
it also just depends on how the Heat look that day because Jimmy, he's basically the number one option this year, so he's going to get his counting stats. But he doesn't like he doesn't do any of the things offensively to make him like an elite offensive player. Because that's what the argument for him being an all-star is, right? Like he's an elite defender and he's an above average offensive player for what his build is as a center. And I just don't see it. Like he hasn't shown me anything to believe that he'll, he should be like a number two option on a championship team. Which is insulting because you're a max player, dude. Yeah. And you cry to the media about your defense, and it's like, bro, nobody's down on your defense. Your offense needs to, like, join the party. Yeah. Like, if he spent as much time working on a mid-range jumper as he did crying to the media about how good his defense is, he'd probably be an all-NBA level player. It's just like, and again, he's a Republican, so who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Registered Republican Bam out of bio is still taking 20-foot jumpers in year seven. <laughs> like, whatever, dude. If that's what he wants his legacy to be, by all means. Yep. Two finals Jimmy's- appearances, no wins, and no mid-range jumper. But he's going to get that first all... He's going to get that first team all defense, baby. That's what <laughs> matters. Yep. All defense. It's the accolades, baby. Yep. He's the racking player, them up. The player accolades. He's got it. I don't know how Spo wasn't slapping Bam in the head and points at the center just the next play. Like, how do you not just go yeah. at them, especially when you were staggering? Bro, Precious Achua is out there fighting for his life. <laughs> Hard slip with 15 minutes. It was, yeah. le- it was legitimately just Precious yeah. Achua for like 14 minutes at a time. I think he played the entire second or maybe most of the second quarter. Achua did. Like, mm-hmm. come on. I, I- <laughs> Barely played. You're playing Precious Achua the entire game, and you're giving me 12 points on 10 shots. Yep. That's so gross. Like, and granted, Precious is like battling, but dude, he played 28 minutes tonight. Like, and you're telling me at no point you go, you know what? Let me just go for him. Yeah. Sorry, he played 32 minutes or oh, 31 minutes tonight. I mean, yeah, he was playing Precious so well. Did it? Yeah, uh, Precious did. He was playing so well, they didn't need Hardenstein. So. I was kind of like, Precious has been putting together a very good stretch of games recently. Yep. I think he's been playing really well. Um, The offense is like kind of hit or miss, but I think he does enough to where it's like, okay, he's not going to miss the shots that he really should not be missing. Like he'll smoke a lamp once in a while and it looks kind of ugly, but he's just doing what he needs to do and he he, he had like two really good looks on like deuce pick and roll opportunities and he just kind of mm. smoked them yeah but yeah rando Woj dislocated shoulder i saw that oh okay okay that's okay. kind of big okay. that's not big i will actually take that i hope like, there's no fracture though yeah if there's no fracture okay uh i mean for Okay. Uh hopefully it isn't too bad. Yeah, we just gotta pray, man. Okay. I don't know. Hopefully they tell us what grade it is soon. Um, um he will he be out like a couple uh Oh, from Woj again, the X ray didn't show much damage, source said, and the MRI is coming later tonight. That's big. okay. So yes, yeah, so I think it might just be a to the all star break. I'm hoping. Oh, that'll be big oh if he if we could just like make the all-star break 
Granted, like, that's a good lineup. I mean, I don't know who's going to be the ninth guy. The only thing I'm worried about is how, like, Jalen already has a huge burden to carry offensively. But you need Julius's late-game scoring when the, go- when the game slows down. Um, and I just don't know. Like, I know OG's shown flashes recently. I don't trust him enough yet to act as, like, the number two guy next to Jalen because I just don't think he um, has that entire scoring ability because even most of his rim attempts come off, like, a dribble handoff or a pick and roll. I don't know, man. Hopefully, he's not out for that long. Yeah, I I, I need a a timeline. If I get a, <laughs> I, I need a timeline desperately. Yeah. If it says like three to five, I will live with it. If it's three to five, it takes us to what the first All-Star. week back from All Star break, probably. Yeah. That's fine. We can weather that storm. We'll probably go. I bet we could go five and five or six and four without him. Yep, I agree. Or whatever it is. But yeah, um, I th- I think that's okay. Um, that's honestly like almost best case scenario. It's way better than a torn pack would have been. Yeah, I he looked like he was grabbing his pack, and I was like, oh, that shit. terrified me. Yeah, yeah. If he tore his pack, it would have been done. Um, but at some point, he should be back, and it looks like it won't be as bad as I think it looked. So. Uh, Jaime Hockett should still not be a Toledo State. <laughs> so, that was kind of bullshit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It, it was just an unnecessary charge. And it wasn't even, yeah. he wasn't even trying to get the, he wasn't not even trying to get the charge. He just jumped into the lane for no reason. Like, that needs to be a flagrant because that's not respecting the shooter's space and you're actively, like, not even trying to contest the shot. It's so gross that he actually just got away with that, too. Like, I don't even think they said anything on the broadcast about it. If that was Jimmy, we would not have heard the end of it. Yep. We didn't uh, hear the end of it last year when Josh Hart stepped on his ankle. hurt Jimmy. And Bam they were like, oh. like eight Knicks last year. Bam stepped on Julius's ankle. He stepped on Brunson's ankle. He stepped on Quickly's ankle. He stepped on Mitch's ankle. He stepped on, like, five ankles that series. <laughs> Literally five with the screen. Yep. It's fucking. Yeah. Whatever. We don't have time for agendas. We're winning basketball games. Yeah. Uh. Second unit gonna suffer. I mean, I don't know who you play now. Like, do you play? I, I would it... assume Josh Hart is starting. Oh and you... no. I mean, I'm okay with that if your lineup is. Brunson, DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, OG Ananobi, and Harnstein. Like, the defense will be great. The offense will be okay. Um, I think it comes down to, like, who's going to be the ninth guy? It probably... It's going to be Fournier? It's probably Malachi, right? I mean, I think it has to... Because uh... you can go Deuce, Malachi, Grimes, Starter, Precious. Yeah, it'd probably be like Deuce, Malachi, Grimes, Grimes OG. Yeah. I mean, the only thing there, though, would you just need, would be you just need to keep a big guy or a big starter out on the court. Like, yeah, like you would need Grimes one listed of- as 6'5. Six, 6'5. Five. Six, five. He can play the three. I just wouldn't, like, at this point, 
if they were going to do that, you can't do the Josh OG thing anymore with that unit. Yeah. Unless you slide OG to the five and have Josh play the four. But uh, Tibbs wouldn't do that. I mean, I would also wonder if this speeds up like their trade timeline. Like, You'd have to assume like... so, right? Because yeah, they were already like... looking at um, – or they've already been rumored to be looking at like every bench creator in the world. Um, and if <laughs> if we're going to lose one of the bench creators and Josh to the starting lineup, you'd have to assume that we're going to make a trade sooner rather than later or not. Yes, I, I mean, it might be this weekend. It might be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, I think as soon as we get the um, timeline news, we'll probably make a trade within 12 to 18 hours. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll still be Brogdon. I hope it's Brogdon. Uh, it, it should be Brogdon. Brogdon um, or Clarkson. But I think Clarkson would. They would probably ask for Grimes back, and I don't know if I would do that. I, I just think Brogdon is better than Clarkson, to be honest. For this team, I think he's better than Clarkson because you don't need somebody like – I think you kind of just need somebody who's willing to play that spot-up role more than anything. And I think he gives them that in spades. So I'm just a little bit worried about the – um like, we have no guys on the team, knock on wood, who miss a lot of time, right? And yep. Brogdon just doesn't play that much. So, Except for Mitch. Yeah. I mean, we get to the playoffs, and it's like Brogdon sitting out with a bruised tailbone. You're like, okay. I think I'd rather have the availability. Um, but I do agree. I like – Brogdon definitely fits better as a player than Clarkson does. I mean, like at the end of the day, like you shoot, you get a guy shooting forty two percent from three who's six six. Yeah. So, or six five rather. And, but um, and he yeah. plays the bench position that you need desperately, not desperately, but yep, that would make things flow a lot better. And like he has enough size to where you can slot other dudes around him on the wing. So. Uh, press convinced me on Bruce Brown. I I just can't get behind Bruce Brown because like he doesn't add the offense that they need, and this team needs to get offense. Like they've been, they're getting better now because they've had a couple blowout games, but I think they're still like the thirteenth ranked offense since the trade. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can live with the thirteenth ranked offense in playoff basketball. I think you need to at least be top 10, if not top 8. Yeah, even in this stretch, we're barely inside the top 10 um, offenses in the last 10 games. I think we're ninth. Yeah, so yeah. like, and those have been blowouts. Yeah. Like, the offense has definitely struggled at points. I'm thinking, too, like the Nets game, we had a lot of difficulty scoring the ball in the first half. Yep. Um, and the benching is still can't get triple penetration. That's like, the, and, Josh, and Josh Hart is trying his best, but like, I don't know, want Josh Hart trying. That's the thing that sucks with Deuce is he just doesn't like he just doesn't um, collapse the defense enough to spray out the shooters with how many good shooters we have in that bench lineup. Yep. It's, so that's where a guy like Brogdon coming in, he would be able to get that paint penetration and just spray out to forty percent three point shooters. Yeah, he. I, I think, man, they they just need they need a guy who can break down the defense, and I don't think Bruce Brown yeah. can do that for them the way that he needs to, and he also just does not give you anything to score. It's also kind of like the 
I've seen people advocate for Brown, um, and they point to his Nuggets tenure where he ran point a little bit. Um, very important context that people are missing. He played with Nikola Jokic. Yep. <laughs> which is kind of a big deal. And Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. We don't have Jokic on this team, unfortunately. So that gravity isn't going to be there. Or that gravity of playoff of rather isn't going to be there, especially if he comes in looking to replace some of Julius's offense. I just don't think it's a good fit. It wasn't a good fit before Julius's injury. It's not a good fit now. Yeah. Uh Bruce, Bruce has some decent drive per 75 numbers and a nice high pass out rate. Like, yeah, I know he does good as like somebody who could pass out of drives, but like they need somebody when like Brunson or Randall cannot score. They need somebody who could like carry that load. Um, they need somebody who could legitimately give them like 15 if they need it. And that's what Brogdon is in a nutshell, is like 15 points per game off the bench. You need to replace Quickly's role. And it makes no sense for me to like half ass it. Because if Quickly was here, this team would be legitimately the best team in the NBA. Yeah. So I like, think it would be close. So if you could get like 75% of what Quickly was, which is really what Brogdon is, and you can make up for the for the defense with the fact that like you have fucking OG and Adobe and Josh Hart and um Quentin Grimes and all of this really good defenders with length, and Brogdon is big enough to where like he can still do stuff defensively. He won't be like perfect, but he'll be uh, in the way. Which is all he really yeah. needs to do. Like the offense is there. He's a better shooter than quickly. And yeah, I, I think they should absolutely be trying to maximize that. So I just hope we with whatever trade comes, if one happens, it's nothing more than like Fournier and two picks. Two protected. I think it'll be like I'll say that. I think I would not do two. I don't think it'll be two protected. I don't think it would be either. Because like the Lakers aren't going to get him. No, Lakers not for Brogdon, just generally. Oh, I wouldn't trade much more than a Fournier and a pick or two. I re- I'm if I'm the Knicks, I'm doing my absolute best to not trade Grimes. They shouldn't have to. Um, I just don't see the market for Brogdon like that. Like you look at the no. Magic with the Magic trade, like the their protected Nuggets pick. I mean, maybe they, they have they have like 98 guards that they're playing. True, but like Brogdon could probably still slot in for Anthony Black or something. That's true. But I don't know. I don't know what the front office is thinking, but I'd guess that they're trying to get him run because I don't know how deep of a playoff run they'll make because they just can't score. Yep. And I think, I mean, like they're bad. Like they're just barely above 500. I feel like if you're the Magic, you're like happy. You're like, you know what? Yeah. We. We're where we need to be. We have like an all-star hopeful. Our team is good. Can it be a little bit better? Sure, but like we won't win a first round series. So I can't see them being like we're gonna trade capital. It doesn't it just wouldn't make any sense where they're at right now. Yep. So I think it then it comes down to like the Rockets. The Rockets will want to get involved. And like I just think that's kind of bait. The Rockets are sitting at the eleven seed. There's no way they're actually gonna like they have enough first to maybe they can, but like I don't know why you would want to do that. And it doesn't make any sense assets wise either. Like you're gonna trade for does he has an extra year on his contract? Brogdon does. Yeah, he does. You're gonna trade for a guy who's expiring next year. You're probably gonna give up a better asset than you're receiving, and you're not a playoff team. It doesn't make a ton of sense. 
And like you said, the market was kind of, it felt like it was kind of set with the Terry trade or the Rozier trade to Miami, and they didn't give up anything for him. I mean, the they gave up. Well, that pick is actually going to be pretty decent. That's that pick, that's, a, that's a really good pick. But he's like, probably the most valuable guy on the market of those types of guys. That wasn't DeJounte. Yeah, because he's under- honestly, honestly, he probably might be more. Uh, I think he's but, better than DeJounte. I think he is, but I think it might have been a wash because DeJounte has more years guaranteed. Yeah. Versus Terry, but like it would have it was a wash for sure. Uh, I mean, like I just I just don't see us giving a ton up for anybody. I also just don't know how they match salary. Yeah, yeah, that's the big thing too. I don't know how the Rockets would match salary because I don't think they have they don't have a ton of stupid contracts on their books. They just signed Brooks and Van Vliet. They can't trade either of them. Um, I don't know what Jeff Green's contract is. It's nine million. So it's like it would probably be like him and. Oh, I don't know. Is Depot? Depot's on the team. He's expiring. Okay. Yeah, it'd probably be him, Depot, and like a first or something. You're you're not trading Tari. You're not trading Jalen Green. You're not trading Shengun. You're not trading um, Amen. Their team's super young, which means they don't really have a ton of tradable contracts. Yep. And the tradable contracts they do have, they just signed. So yeah, and. I don't know. I think hasn't Jeff Green been like solid for them? He's been good. I also think, I also think he's like their backup big. Yeah, he is. Because Tari's been out. And also oh, like Jock who... Landale. Jock Landale isn't good. So Reggie's yeah, he's actually been... there. He's making eleven mil this year. Who's there? Reggie Bullock. <laughs> no, he's making not making eleven mil. He's making two. Is he? Is this is yeah. ESPN lying to me? His eleven oh. might be from the buyout. He might have got bought out. You're and probably then, right. Yeah, and then he signed another contract. That would make more sense. Yeah, so I yeah, I, I think I think the next kind of have a pathway to him. And I think it's kind of free. To because Reggie. it's just it's no, well, I mean, obviously always to Reggie. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau will get he'll break about himself. But yeah. Yeah, I think I think the Knicks will be able to get him so it's a free yeah it's like nobody there's no competition and you're not gonna you would only be outbidding yourself if you were bidding up for him because i'm not really the lakers like you said are probably gonna just get Dejounte because lebron's there and it seems like he wants Dejounte. Um, which makes no sense i don't understand they're just why uh, but i'm gonna just, I, just like talk about it like Delo's a better offensive player, and their offense is the problem, not their defense. Like yeah. their defense is okay. Their offense is fucking atrocious. <laughs> like I, I just like I, it doesn't make any sense because I even think Rui's probably a better asset than Dejounte is at this moment. I mean, uh, he might be. Maybe not. Like, Maybe that's a stretch. R- Rui, Rui's just kind of. Eh. Rui was also. It was always just kind of eh. I don't understand why they like were so willing to extend him, but I also think that like they kind of just needed tra- contracts to trade. So I get they're, why they did it. It's funny how in the mud their offense is. Like AD isn't a great creator. Vanderbilt 
Cam Cam Reddish when he plays Rui. Like, what are we looking at here? They just added it's, a bunch of bad offense. <laughs> their roster kind of sucks. Yeah, like they're they're the twenty first ranked offense and they're the fourteenth ranked defense. Like, so I think their defense is like good enough. They just need somebody who can like score. But Delo is their best shooter. So they're going to trade their best shooter and get a worse shooter. And their defense gets a little bit better and their offense gets worse. Yeah. And they trade out a first to do it. Yeah. And it's an absolute killer that um, Reeves has been as bad as he's been this year. It was always going to happen. It was always going to happen. Yeah. No, like I never, I never really got the Reeves hype. Um, like he, he's good, but was, like he's just not a third guy level good. It was also kind of obvious that most of his impact was tied to his offense. Like his defense obviously has fallen off a cliff this year, but he's also been as inconsistent as it gets offensively. And when you're trying to play third cog to or to LeBron and AD, being inconsistent like that just isn't good enough. Yeah, like I think Reese's problem is he's just like as a shooter, he's regressed, but like his two point finishing is still really good. Like yeah. he's still shooting 60% on twos, which is for a 6'4 guy, like that's insane. But like, no, he, he's not taller than 6'5. We can't give him credit there. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> but so like he's only shooting 35% for three after shooting 40% last year, and that's mm-hmm. that you that just won't play. Like, and he's just, wow. He is first percentile in defensive EPM. God. At negative 3.3. He's huh. going to be one of the worst defenders in the NBA, right? Yeah. He's the third worst defender in the NBA behind Malachi Branham and Anthony Simons. I, I just – playing next to LeBron and AD is just such a weird fit. Yeah. Because you need to be good defensively. You need to be a good shooter, and you need to be able to play on the ball and off the ball and mostly off the ball. And he's just not shooting well enough to do that right now. Yep. Like, ironically, the guy they would need is, like, quickly. <laughs> like, legitimately, quickly would be so good for them. But Yeah. I mean, he's going to be good for anybody he plays with. True. But... And, yeah, it's kind of funny. This game was just such a wash in the, like, going into the fourth quarter. It's just not even really. There's not even really any talking points. Right yeah, now. it was like the Heat like, suck and the Knicks are like on a tear right now. Yeah, Jalen was on a fucking heater. He scored. Tw- we didn't even talk about him in the fourth quarter. He was awesome. He scored Legit. twelve in the fourth quarter. Um, I think he his only bad thing was he like missed a free throw. That didn't really matter. Yeah. But other than that, you can just tell, right? Like the I wasn't even really worried in the first half. Um, it was back and forth. Once Julius hit that three going into the fourth quarter, I was like, okay. So we just need to lock in for five minutes. Jalen will take over it, and we'll just win the game by 15. And, yep, that's what happened. And look at that. Yeah. They they won the game by more than 15. They won it by 20. <laughs> that's that's a pretty impressive showing, um, especially in the fourth quarter. We are destroying teams in the fourth quarters. The second think- halves of, of, like, games, we've just been – blowing teams out we still should lead the league in net writing in the fourth quarter i don't think it's particularly close um let me check actually and i can check second half too because i'm curious 
it's probably not updated for today, but as of the Nuggets game, <laughs> we have a 10.7 fourth quarter net rating. <laughs> All about our third quarter. Second is the Sixers at 7.2. Third quarter, third quarter we have a 4.8 net rating. So not uh, as good. But, and that's eighth in the NBA, by the way. Okay, so yeah, like the Knicks are essentially like, okay, we make enough adjustments to like get us through, and then the fourth quarter we kind of just blow you out. Yeah, and it's. I really think it's like playing with that defensive lineup to start the fourth quarter. It's just making teams gassed. Like you have to fight over all of that length, and you have to play so like points are so precious, and then the Knicks just kind of come in, and it's like Brunson and Randall have been resting, Mm -hmm. and then they just like go. Yeah, like teams are spending. 15 seconds getting into their sets because Deuce, Grimes, and OG and Hart are flying around the court. And then they look up and there's 10 seconds on the shot clock with no set run. And then that goes on for like five minutes. The team scores no points. And then Jalen and Julius come back into the game, like you said. And it's just a wrap from there. Yep. I I think legitimately like they've been they've been like exhausting teams, and that's how they've been been able to like get these swings. Which is a again, it's a very weird quirk to see the Knicks go like we're just gonna hang our hat on defense and lunch pail stuff, and we're just going to like beat teams as a submission. Yeah, like I don't know if you watched like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but like that scene where they beat that dude up outside of the um the restaurant after he like and then like some guy sips wine and he just come he comes in and joins like that's legitimately <laughs> how the Knicks play defense, where it's just like we're just going to throw hands at you. Or like the video where they like fight back, like that's legitimately the Knicks playing the fourth quarter. It's just fight back. <laughs> and it's super crazy because it's like it's just become a consistent thing now. Like we, as long as we're not down twenty points going into the fourth quarter, we're winning more often than not. Yep, I. It's just hard to hate this team, man. This team yeah, is just so fun. It's also it's super hard not to be incredibly high on them either. Yeah, like nothing feels unsustainable. It just kind of feels like Jalen Brunson is taking that leap that I think a lot of the organization thought he would take. Um, Julius Randle's giving you solid production. Like solid. from last year, he hasn't dipped off. And I'm saying solid, but like it's 24, 9, and 5. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, that's that's all-star level production. Um, fringe all NBA level production. He'd probably so, be averaging like I mean, I don't know if his counting stats would be better, but he'd be at like 60 true shooting if he didn't have that awful start to the year. Yep. I think he's at 57 right now. So, like, the fact that he's at 57, it, it might have went up. I think it went up. Actually, no, it probably it's went up. Yeah, 56.9. Okay, yeah. So, like, he's at 57 true shooting. And I think yeah. without it, he was at 59.2 or something like that. Yeah, I want to see. He had like a first bad or bad first 20 games. We'd say, right? I think, like, he had a the numbers didn't stabilize until like mid December. Yeah. So since December, his true shooting's fifty nine. So, it's well, it's sixty one since the beginning of December, which is kind of insane. Yeah, it kind of. I feel like the three balls been coming back around for him, which is really good to see. Yeah, I mean, as. I think I had commented this on the post game the other day. And I think you said um, it's like because he's fully healthy again. 
I agree with that. I think it's fine as long as he – I don't want him near what he was doing last year. It was like the eight threes a game. You'll obviously take the eight threes a game on 33% from the field. Like Decent efficiency on that high volume is good. But the way he's playing right now in the paint with how controlled he's been, he's now starting to finally manipulate double teams and get defenses moving with his eyes and finding open guys. I haven't had a problem with a lot of his passes recently, especially out of doubles, and that's been super nice to see. Because as Knicks fans know, that's one of the biggest things he struggled with in his next career. Yep. Um, I think he's been... I think he's been really good at manipulating defenses. I think he's also understanding coverages a lot more. Like, a lot of his turnovers are from, first of all, offensive fouls, which are stupid. That that, that should not count as a fucking turnover. I'm sorry. Like, you could legitimately take away offensive fouls as a stat from counting turnovers. He'd probably be at, like, 2.6. Yeah. Like, so many of his turnovers are just offensive fouls. But his live ball turnovers are not nearly as egregious as they were, let's say, two years ago. And he's still doing more as a passer. Like he's yeah. able to manipulate defenses. Like you saw that set with Josh Hart in the uh Brooklyn game where like they're in blind pig. And it's like he wasn't doing that last year, two years ago. Not even during the We Here year. He was just brute strength um brute strength and like passing, but now he's like actually reading defenses and he's like anticipating and he's able to like do things that we haven't seen before as a passer. And it's like, how is he still like his improvement, even though he's about to be thirty, is like that's why you get look at someone like Bam, and you're just you're just disappointed because how the hell are you still the same player that you used to be? How old is Julius now? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. He's about to be yeah, twenty nine. Like that's some. He's changed his game and improved starting at age twenty six, and Bam hasn't improved since like year three. Yep. Why is the only cultural touchstone Chai Reese has ever seen Joe Davis on? <laughs> You're lucky Schwinn isn't here. God, bro. I'm on one to rip you to shreds for media, but it's JoJo's. Who hasn't watched JoJo's before? <laughs> <laughs> he dislocated his non-shooting shoulder. Don't know how it'll negatively affect shooting too much. I mean, I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens there, but I do think that it'll be. Yeah, I think he'll be okay though. I think it'll probably be like a month, maybe a month at most. So, by the way, we just blew out finals contenders in back to back games. Oh, shit, we did. Yep. No big deal. Just 30 piecing each of the previous finals, guys. It's just special stuff. This team is incredible. Um, and it doesn't, they haven't shown any signs of slowing down recently. Yep. And I just, it's crazy how well they're playing consistently. I actually, I don't know the pace numbers, but I'm curious to see that. It feels like they've been playing a lot faster. Um, Maybe that's just because the turnovers have been up. But the fact that they can just keep this type of game up for now 14 games since the OG trade is, is just special, man. And even the losses were kind of. Are we counting the Pacers' loss? No. Yeah. So one loss since the trade to the Mavs, which we should have won. Yeah, like. And we're just smacking teams for the most part. Yeah, it's just been blowouts, and the close games are like, 
still rock fights defensively. Like the defense is hold up. The offense has really good moments. The offense is beginning better. There's another trade they're going to make. It's just, yeah, I think the Knicks are solidly like contenders. I think they're the second best team in the East right now. I think we're better than the Sixers, and I think we're better than the Bucks. Yeah. The Bucks for sure. I don't trust Doc Rivers. Yeah, no, Doc Rivers takes them like out of contention. <laughs> like, I think the Knicks uh, could get the three seed at the end of the year. We could take the three seed by Monday. I think. By all honest. Because uh, it's, I think we're down one and a half games now. It's either one or one and a half. Uh, I can check the standings really quickly. And if Denver beats them tonight, it's either a game or half a game. Oh, it'll be a game. Yeah. So it'll like, be a game. and we play Charlotte on Monday. Yep, and the Sixers play who? I want to look at their schedule. I hope it's hard. I don't think it's hard, but I do think that um, yeah. if Joel's hurt then well he's always hurt but like yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if like they rested for monday they've an insane six game stretch coming up in february post all-star break or will beginning to after all-star break cleveland miami new york cleveland milwaukee boston yeah i i think the knicks are the three seed by march and I think yeah. they, could be, they could be fighting for two. Well, thank God we weathered the storm in the first half of the season because the schedule from the beginning of the year until like mid-December was absolutely brutal. And to come out of that above 500, and then we've just been killing the good – or well, we've been killing everybody, actually. But especially taking care of business against the bad teams for the most part and just letting guys get rest for the playoffs. We have a chance to do something special this year, man. Yeah, I think honestly they could fight for the two seed. What's Milwaukee's record? Milwaukee's thirty-one and fourteen, and we're twenty-nine and seventeen. Yes. Yeah, they could fight for the two seed. Easy. Ah, uh, I don't know, easily. I, I'm looking at the Milwaukee schedule right now. They just lost to the Cavaliers yesterday. Bucks. Oh, we're only two and a half games back of them, though. Jeez. All right. And it yeah. it might be two after tonight. Who do they play tonight? They play they, the Pelicans. Yeah, they could lose, especially if Zion plays. They could lose that game. So yeah, the Pelicans, um, Nuggets, their next two games. And they have like a stretch coming up. They play the Suns, the Timberwolves, the Nuggets, the Heat, the Timberwolves again, the Sixers. like, And then they play Clippers in March. Honestly, in March, it could be like a three-team race for the two seed. Two seed one. Yep. I the Knicks could be two seed. The Knicks could honestly be the two seed by the end of the year, and it would not shock me. No. I mean, imagine this team, but you just like have a good bench creator as well. Yeah. And That's if you really like, all there is to it. Yeah. And honestly, if they had that good bench creator with this team to start the season, like we might be looking at like thirty wins. 33 wins, 32 wins. Yeah, like those early games get the Celtics. Oh, my God. I need revenge on the Celtics so badly. I don't think we play them for a bit, but like we, we have one more game against them, I know, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of – I mean, even um, without the bench player or the bench scorer, we've left so many winnable games on the schedule. 
like just off the top of my head, obviously Boston opening night, we lost to Cleveland without Garland and Allen. The Booker game winning three without KD. Um, the Celtics again, right? The second time we played them or the third time. And then the Jazz game in Utah. I don't know if all there's all those games are winnable, but if you imagine taking those types of losses and just turning them into wins because of how well we're playing now, you're looking at like a 50, 53 win team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, well, this seems good to easily clear 50 wins, by the way. Yeah. Like 50 wins is, I, I think it'll, I think it'll happen. So, yeah. Which is like, again, I expected 50 wins to start the season, but I didn't expect 50 wins like this. Mm. Yeah. Like, I thought that's a solid point. I thought we were a 51 team as well. In hindsight, man, consolidating RJ and IQ for OG is probably one of the best moves Leon could have made. Yeah, and honestly, one of the best teams any move could like aside of training for like a star level guy. Aside for like pulling Booker or something. Yeah, it's probably the best move they could have made. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody else can keep that level of impact. ESPN insinuating we should have pulled the starters in a 17-point game with five minutes left. Do they know what's going on in the NBA recently? Legitimately. (laughs) Did they not see the game where the Knicks were up 13 multiple times throughout the game and the Heat managed to come back and where Jimmy Butler missed free throw away from tying um, taking the lead in the third quarter? Yeah. Like, what? I don't know. The media the media coverage of the Knicks is just such fucking bullshit. I'm sorry. Did, did they think that was a that was a Tibbs thing? Like, like, Tibbs wasn't the one who stood underneath Julius Randle yeah. when he went to go go up. Whatever, man. That's I mean, that's insane. The day we get the media coverage we deserve is the day I can die happy. I mean, it they could win a championship and it would still be like, well, they didn't win a championship because they didn't get done up in Mitchell. That's a Stephen A thing. If Donovan Mitchell would have been a Nick, <laughs> uh, my Nick would have won the championship. Yeah, so uh, whatever happens with media coverage on this team, it's just not worth it. We know how good the team is. That's really all that matters. And they can keep sleeping on us because we'll just keep smacking contenders. It is what it is. And we're winning it all this year, so. All right. Uh, anything else we want to talk about? Um, I think we covered it. There wasn't, like like I said, there wasn't a, really a ton to talk about. about yeah, the these are just horrible post games for us because there's just, oh, the next one. Julie, yep. uh, Jalen Brunson played really well. And OG locked up. Julius was passing well. Benches hitting it. shots. That's, yeah, that's basically every game since the OG trade. Yep. So uh that'll probably be it for us um thank you guys for watching thank you guys for all the support thank you guys for contributing um next play again i believe monday against the hornets at seven at seven um mm-hmm. seven for you east coast learning folks six o'clock for me so thank you guys for all the support and we'll see you guys on monday night catch you guys
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.